Amen. All right, well, our sermon text for this Easter morning is one verse in the middle of Acts chapter 2, the text that I just read for you a few moments ago. And I'm just going to read for you that one verse once again, Acts 2, 24. God raised him up, loosing the pangs of death because it was not possible for him to be held by it. Great God in heaven, thank you for your word. And we pray that as we consider it today, as I preach it today, as we hear it today as your people and sit underneath of the ministry of your word, uh, that you would do the mighty work in us of helping us to see the great salvation that has been purchased by Jesus, the loosening that has taken place in him, and help us as a result to love you more deeply today and to trust in you more deeply. We pray this in your name. Amen. As we begin this morning, I want you to think with me about a phrase. And the phrase I want you to think with me about is the phrase loose living, loose living. If you are old enough, you probably understand that it's not a compliment to describe a person as being a person who is loose living in their lives. It's generally negative, right? And it refers to an immoral person, a person of, and you can say it this way, of, of loose morals or of loose moral character, loose behavior that is somehow inappropriate. There's a person who has loosed themselves from that which is good and right and beautiful. That's what we mean when we hear some, or describe someone as being a loose living person. Now, I'm going to return at the end of the sermon to the phrase loose living just to see if it might be possible to redeem that phrase and to understand it in a slightly different way. But to do that, we're going to talk about the word loose throughout this sermon, loose or to loosen. Because our text that we've got for us this morning has what I think is one of the most beautiful, wonderful descriptions of the resurrection of Jesus Christ as, in fact, loosing the pangs of death. Now, when we talk about the word uh, loose or to loosen, I guess we all recognize immediately that that might be a good or a bad thing. If, uh, if one of the belts is loose on your car, that's not good. If uh, a nut is loose on your lawnmower or some other piece of machinery, if a nut is loose perhaps on a piece of furniture, on a chair, that probably is not good either. If your dog is on the loose, well, that's not good. But of course, you can take loose or loosen the other way as well. If something was jammed or something was stuck, and it gets loosened, well, that's a good thing. Or, or think of it more spiritually here for a moment. Uh, the, the song, Oh, for a Thousand Tongues to Sing, has a phrase in it that says, Hear him, ye deaf, his praise ye dumb, dumb, your loosened tongues employ. It's good to have a loosened tongue with which we can praise the Lord. Now, there was an old phrase, loose lips sink ships, but a loosened tongue to praise the Lord is indeed a good thing and a gift. Last week, I was helping a neighbor to take down a limb off of a tree and was using a chainsaw to do that. But 
before we could actually saw the limb, we had to get rid of a chain that had been embedded into the tree. It used to hold a tire swing that came down from it. And over the years, of course, the tree had grown around that chain and strangled the branch coming out from it. Uh, but in order to do it, I had to take a chisel and a, and a heavy hammer and chisel away at the chain until we rejoiced at the point at which it came loose. It was tight. It got loose. That's a good thing. The resurrection of Jesus loosened death's pangs. And that is good. That is very good. When Lazarus came forth, from the tomb. You remember the story, it was just a few months ago that we read that in John and considered it together. When he came from the tomb, at the command of Jesus, he came out and his hands and his legs were bound. They were, they were wrapped up with linen strips and, and across his face was a linen cloth that was wrapped around him. And you remember what Jesus said to him, what Jesus said to those who were there, unbind him and let him go unbind it's the same word loose him loosen him loosen those strips that are all around him take them off and that is a good loosening now i i don't often talk to us about uh greek words and try and share a greek word in the sermon but i'm going to take make an exception to that today for one very simple reason and that is that the word, the Greek verb for to loosen, is the verb luo. And it's fun when you're studying a foreign language to have a word that sounds just like the word in English, luo, loosen, it works really well. It's one that you really don't have to work very hard to remember. But the other thing that, that is the reason that every Greek student knows the verb luo is because that's the verb that is used on all of the verb charts to show you the endings or the prefixes that go on to all of the verbs and all of their different uh, manifestations. And it is a very regular verb, and that's the reason that it's chosen for that. But loosing death or, or loosing the pangs of death is anything but regular. And, and so you kind of look at that. What, what does this phrase mean? Loosing the pangs of death. We're going to listen to the psalmist address why that is. What, what does it mean? What is, what is being referred to here by Peter when he says this, loosing the pangs of death? Now, Peter, as this text unfolded just a few verses after what, I've, uh, what I'm preaching on this morning, took the, the hearers to Psalm 16. But in order to understand this phrase, it really comes from Psalm 18, and then I'll go to Psalm 116 in just a moment. In, in both of these Psalms that I'm going to read for us, the idea behind them is that the psalmist finds himself in a situation of death, a situation where he can't see any escape to what's taking place. And here's what he says, Psalm 18, verses 4 and 5. The cords of death encompassed me. The torrents of destruction assailed me. The cords of Sheol entangled me. The snares of death confronted me. And very similar is the language that's found in Psalm 116, verse 3. The snares of death encompassed me. The pangs, and this is where the pangs comes in in, in our passage, the pangs of Sheol laid hold on me. I suffered 
distress and anguish. The, the picture here from the Psalms and the picture that Peter is talking about is in, in his sermon is that death holds, death clutches, it grabs, it grips, it takes hold of its prey in its vice grip and death declares, once I've got you, once I've got you in my grasp, I am never, never letting go. There will be no loosening of you from this. And this actually, as it's recorded for us here, is a mixed metaphor because the word that we have translated as pangs, now depending on the translation you've got in front of you, it might have uh, pains of death or the agony or the sorrow of death, but the word is generally the word that is used to refer to birth pangs. And when I preached on this passage, which I did years ago when we were in the book of Acts, I, I described it as death being something of an anti-womb in this passage. It's, a, it's an anti-womb in that it has pains, but it's pains instead of delivering life, it's pains hold in, keep in death, and the agony just keeps going and going. We like to say of someone who has died after a period of suffering that at least they're no longer in pain. Well, maybe, maybe so, maybe not. Death, and think of this for a moment uh, with a, a capital D, death, hell, sin, Satan, Sheol, as it's referred to, Sheol did everything possible to hold down, to hold fast, to imprison Jesus. When they arrested him, they put the, the, the bonds on him. They tied him up and they brought him to Pilate. And Pilate said to him at one point, do you not know that I have the power to loosen you from this? We, we, we hear it as release, but to loosen you from this, and, and of course, Pilate then even offered to the crowds, do you want me to loosen him from this circumstance, from the charge? And they, of course, said no. And so all of the minions of hell conspire together to affix him more firmly. They drive the nails in and they nail him to the cross. They bury him in the earth. They, they set the stone over the grave and they seal the stone and they set the guard death in effect saying once again nobody gets out especially you i remember what you said i remember what you promised even if they don't nobody gets out especially you but in a simple sentence god raised him up loosing the pangs of death because it was not possible for him to be held by it. And so the earth becomes once again a womb, a womb that cannot hold back the life of the living Lord. And so he rises from the dead. To quote, the abyss can no more hold the Redeemer that a pregnant woman can hold the child 
in her body. The life insists on coming out. The cords, the bonds have been torn and he is loosened. Uh, kids, uh, adults, do you remember in The Lion, The Witch, and The Wardrobe when, sorry for a little spoiler here, when Aslan is first muzzled, muzzled, and they draw it tight against his face so that he won't roar, so that he can't roar, and then he's bound, he's tied, securely fastened, Lewis writes, so tightly that he was really a mass of cords tied to the table. And after his death, Lucy and Susan can, can pry off parts of the muzzle, but the cords, the cords are just on him too tight. He's racked too much in death to be able to escape. And you remember as they stand off a little bit, the mice come and they, and they see the mice gathering over his body. And at first they're appalled, they're shocked about what they're doing. And then they realize that these are friendly mice and that the mice are actually there gnawing away at the cords through the rope. Lewis is trying to picture for us what the psalmist recorded about death, cords of death, the snares of death encompassing, overwhelming us, entangling us, the mice are loosing him. Our hymn with which we would close today if we were together, the hymn says, all hell's minions may assemble, but cannot withstand this hour he has conquered. He won't, he won't be held down. He is loosened. Jesus is on the loose. And that, my friends, is a really, really, good thing. He's not bound and dead. He's living loosened or loosened living. He's free. And the call that I want to have for us besides the call to rejoice in that is in the name of Jesus to practice loosened living. We've been set free. We have been unshackled. We're going to face danger and sadness and fear and grief, disappointment. We are all going to face one day or another, sickness and death. But we've been loosened. And therefore, let your hearts be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Let your hearts sing in the midst of prison because you know the loosening has taken place. Let your hearts be joyful, be hopeful, be loyal, be courageous, be full of love. In his resurrection is the resurrection of all of the faithful. The loosening has happened. You and I now live in the time of the loosening. The final loosening will take place. That's a culmination of things or a beginning of things, if you'd like to think of it that way. But the great loosening took place on that first Easter Sunday. 
in a world of fear, of suffering, and of death, where people are all tied up in knots internally, where people are uptight about all sorts of things, practice resurrection. Practice resurrection. It's a phrase from my favorite, Wendell Berry. Well, let me put it this way. Practice loosened living. In him, you've been set free. Set free from sin, set free from sin's penalty, set free from the dominating power of sin, set free to love and to care. Oh, Jesus, we thank you for your sweet resurrection life. We thank you for loosening the pangs of death so that now we, your people, might enjoy everlasting life in you. We pray that you would fill us with hope in the midst of darkness. And we pray this in your name. Amen. Let me ask you to stand with me. And I'm going to say it one more time, and you can say it with me. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Amen. Our Lord, come. The grace of our Lord Jesus be with all. Amen. If you want to take a seat, I just have a couple of 